Today's daf is Ksubis daf Kuf Beis, and we are on the Mishnah, the beginning of the new parak, the twelfth parak in Masechet Ksubis, parak Hanoise. Hanoise so Isha, somebody that gets married, and this woman that he marries has a daughter, Upaske Imoy, and he makes up with his new wife, Kedesh Yozen Esbita Chomishonim, that he's going to support his wife's daughter for five years. He has no obligation to support her. However, he takes it upon himself to support this girl for five years. Says the Mishnah, He has to support her for five years. That would seem rather obvious. If he divorces his wife, and then she marries somebody else, and he had made up to support the daughter for five years. So the first case of the Mishnah, where he made up to support his wife's daughter for five years, but they're no longer married, and she's in fact married to somebody else. So just because his wife is now married to somebody else doesn't exempt him from the obligation that he took upon himself to support her daughter. Rather, he still has an obligation to support her for five years. Says the Mishnah, this first husband, who took it upon himself to support his stepdaughter for five years, he cannot say, my stepdaughter would be living with me, then I would support her, meaning that was the agreement. In my mind, I only had a mind to support her as long as I was married to her mother, because she's living with her mother, living with me. Rather, he has an obligation to take the mezoinus and bring it to where her mother is living, meaning to where she's living. What if now... The two men make up together. So the new husband is supporting his wife and the child. The first husband had made up. He had been mechayev himself to support his stepdaughter. So what if they get together and they say, Let's together support this girl. He can't do that. You don't have that option, but rather... Being that you took it upon yourself to support her, it's a separate obligation. And even if there's somebody else who took it upon himself to support her, somebody else says that as a chiv to support her, it doesn't matter. You have a, a separate chiv to give her mezoinus for five years. Nises, what if she gets married, this girl? So now there's someone who's obligated to support her, maybe even midday raisa. The husband is going to support her. And the first husband, and maybe the second husband, if he also took it upon himself, are going to be obligated to give the mezoinus. This is all really straightforward. Mesu, what if the man died, or both of these men died? So this is the irony. His own daughters, his biological daughters, will only be supported from the nechasim b'nechayim, from any assets that he has, liquid, anything that he has in front of him. And the reason is, is because any meshubadim are not going to be meshubid to the mezoinus of his daughter, that's the halacha. However, this stepdaughter that he was mechayim himself to support, she can be goiva her five years of support, even from the nechasim meshubadim, even from the lekuchayim, because she's in a better position. She's a balas chayv. The real biological daughter is supported from the estate of a man when he dies, but only from the nechassim nechayim. Whereas a balchayv could be goiva even from the nechassim shubadim. So his real daughter is being supported from the nechassim nechayim, and the stepdaughter, being that she's a balas chayv, she can even get it from the nechassim shubadim. The Mishnah says, "Apikchim hayukoysven almanasha ozonis bitchacham mishanim kolzman sheadimi." Because of the fact that when somebody takes upon himself to support a stepdaughter. 
it sounds like this is something that was common. So when somebody takes it upon himself to support a stepdaughter, it's possible that he's going to be supporting her, even if he's not living with her, and even if his wife remarried, or to, got married to somebody else, or even if she got married, and they will even be in a better position than his own biological daughters, and that's something that people probably wouldn't want. So it's for that reason, the pikram, the smart people would write, they would stipulate when they agreed to support their stepdaughter that I'm only doing it because not shot as long as you're living with me, but to the extent that you're not living with me, at that point, I'm not going to be obligated. The Achrenim speak out over here that we have a Mishnah that compares and contrasts the chi of mezoinos that a father has to his daughter, or that or the father has to his wife, versus the chiv mezoinos that this man has to his stepdaughter because simply he took upon himself when he got married that I'm going to support your daughter. And that is, is that the regular chiv mezoinos that a husband has to his wife, for example, is a chiv mezoinos, meaning it's not a chiv moment. It's a chiv mezoinos. The chiv is tu food. That's what the chiv is. So that if I give you the food... I was yoytze my chiyuv. It's not a chiyuv momen, it's a chiyuv mezoinus. This his chayvus over here, hanoise so isho pasko imo yikadeshe yazun es pita chomishonim, is not a chiyuv mezoinus, it's a chiyuv momen. The fact that he was toilo, the momen, the sheer momen, in chiyuv mezoinus for five years, that's something he could have said, I'll give you a thousand dollars, or I'll give you ten thousand dollars, or I'll give you a chiyuv mezoinus for one year, or for ten years. He grado said that I want the sheer of his chayvis to be mezoinus of five years. But it's in its very nature a chiyuv momen. A person can't be mechayiv himself the chiyuv mezoinus of the t'nai bezdin because that's a special either deiraisa or derabon and dechiyuv. So there's a fundamental difference between the chiyuv mezoinus that a husband has to his wife and the chiyuv mezoinus that a man would have to a stepdaughter when he's poski imay kadesh yazan is bitocha meishonim. The chiyuv mezoinus, the chazal's chiyuv mezoinus, or the deiraisa dechiyuv mezoinus is a chiyuv mezoinus, not a chiyuv moment. It's a chiyuv mezoinus. This is only a chiyuv moment. The sheer is mezoinus, but the chiyuv itself is a chiyuv moment. What the nafkeminas are, what the implications are, so that the achrenim already discussed. Says the Gemara, Itmar, we learned, somebody goes to his friend and he tells him, I owe you a mono. So there's an important machlik is Rashi, and Toysus had her on, learn, Pashup Shan the Gemara. We're learning this again with Rashi. Rashi says, we're discussing uh, Ruvain that goes over to Shimon and says, you know, I owe you a mono. According to Toysus, Ruvain's not telling Shimon, I owe you a mono as if, once upon a time, I borrowed a mana from you, or my shar hit your chamar, or, or something along those lines. But rather, he's being mechaiv himself. He's saying, I don't know anything. However, I want to give you a mana. We'll learn with Rashi that Reuven told Shimon, because of some event that took place in the past, I owe you a mana. So what's the shaila? Does Reuven owe him a mana, or does he not? Because he said, we have no Adam. He just said, Does that make him now owe him a mana? Or could he say later, I was kidding, or some other taina? The fact that he said, Does that create a chiyuv now? Reuven has to give it to Shimon or not? Can he back out? I don't understand how it's possible to have a machloikis, Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. And the reason is, as Rashi explains, because it's really a Mishnah in the Sechta Sanhedrin. It's a Mephurish Mishnah. Sanhedrin Chavtes. It's a Mephurish of Mishnah. And the Mishnah over there says that if somebody goes over to somebody else, Reuven goes over to Shimon, does he own the man or not? Can he back out or not? It depends. If there were Adim standing at the time 
they were present when he said and he turned to the Edom and he said Atameda, you're my Edos that I'm telling Shimon right now that I owe him a mana then he owes him a mana if there were no Edom or if there were Edom and he didn't say then he's not going to owe him a mana why that's Tarocha so that's really a Lomdash but either way it's a Mishnah so the Gemara says how could there be a Machloik because Rabbi Yechon Rish Lakish hey Chidomi if the Edom was standing there and he told the Edom Ruben did Atameda my time Rish Lakish how could Rish Lakish say he doesn't owe him money it's a Mishnah that says Yechai Rish Lakish and Amira can't argue with a Mishnah and if he didn't say Atamedai, my time is Rabbi Yechonon, then why does Rabbi Yechonon say, you're Chayiv? Says the Gemara, Loi, Lom, Deloi, Kamelu, Atamedai. Machlik is Rabbi Yechonon, Shlach is just talking about where he didn't say Atamedai. And really, if he didn't say Atamedai, based on the Sugi, Mesechtas, and Ejachov, Tesem, and Aleph, it should come out that he doesn't owe him anything. However, this is not a classical case, because here it's talking about Amalei. He told him, Chayiv, Anelicha, Mono, Bishtar. He wrote it down on a piece of paper, and the piece of paper said, Meaning he didn't verbally express it, but rather he actually wrote it down. It was on a piece of paper. And Rashi adds, he took the piece of paper, he handed it over to Shimon. The paper says, And when he handed it over to Shimon, he did it in front of Edom. Rabbi Yechon says, Just like if he would say, That would create the Hizchayvis. So too, giving it over writing it in a star and handing over the star in front of Eden. The Messiah of the star is very important. We had this again not long ago. Eden, Messiah, Karate. So, writing it in a star and handing over the star in front of Eden, that has the same koyach of Atam Edai. And if Atam Edai creates this, Chayvis also creates this. No, the Mils of the star is not going to. Rashi points out that it has to be that we're talking about where although there was a star, but he never signed the star because had he signed the star, that's already a Furish is sugi that we learned together in the sugya of Shtaris, Hitziel of Xavioda Shuhayev. If somebody has a star that has no Adam signed on it and he just signed it by himself, so that's clearly a good star. That would be absolutely no different than Adam. We're talking about we wrote on a piece of paper, no Adam signed it, he himself didn't sign it. The only reason to be Mikhaivim is because he said If he would say it verbally, he would have to say Atam Edai. Here he didn't express it verbally, he wrote it down in a star. If he gave it over in front of Adam, does that constitute Atam Edai? The Tziruf of Alima Nusa the Shtara and the fact that the Messiris Ashtar happened in front of Adam, that's the Machlekes of Yechon and Rishlakish. So it's a pretty obscure Machlekes. What does it have to do with our Sugya? Says the Gemara, because the Gemara is going to try, as it often does, to be pushed. This Machlekes Amiram from a Mishnah or a Raisa, and the first crack at it that the Gemara takes is our Mishnah. Time we learned in our Mishnah. I know he says, somebody gets married, and he made up to support his stepdaughter for five years. He has to support her for five years. Now, the obvious question is, of course, Pshita, my Kamash If somebody made up to support his daughter for five years, obviously he has to support her. What's the Shailah? So the Gemara assumes there must be a Chiddush over here. What's the Chiddush? Maybe the Chiddush is, is that it wasn't a conventional hischaivis where there was a star that Edom was signed or where he said it in front of Edom and he said Atam Edai. There was a Chiddush. What was the Chiddush? Maybe the Chiddush was is that it was done in this case like the Machlokes of Yechon and Rishlokish where he wrote it down on a piece of paper. He didn't sign it. No Edom signed it. He handed it over to the wife or the stepdaughter and didn't say Atam Edai. And the question is, do you say Alima Milsa Dushtara 
as if he would have said after Medai, and that's why he's Chayev, or not. But if that's the case, that the case of the Mishnah is the case where Rabbi Yechon Shlagash argued, and the Mishnah says clearly Yechayev, it's a right, Rabbi Yechonon. But the Gemara, is that not what we're talking about again? You have no Raya from the Mishnah, the Mishnah is discussing this obscure scenario where Rabbi Yechon Shlagash argue. But the Mishnah has to be saying a Chiddush. And the question is what that Chiddush is. So the Gemara says, maybe that's the Chiddush. The Gemara says, Loi, that's not the Chiddush. We're talking about Bishtori Psikta. We're talking about a Shtar Tenoyim. That's what the Shtar that we were discussing was. What does a Shtar Tenoyim mean? So when the Chos and the Kala would get married, Davia Chos and Davia Kala, or the Chos and the Kala, they would make, uh, they'd come to certain agreements that, you know, we're going to pay for the wedding, you're giving flop, 50-50, whatever exactly the arrangements were, those were things that were done around the Iris and around the Nesuan time. And that's the Shtar, it was in that Shtar Tenoyim that the husband took upon himself to support the stepdaughter. But the Gemara says, if we're talking about a regular Shtar, and it's a Shtar Psikta, it has nothing to do with the Machleks of and Shlokish, so then the question was, what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush was something else. The Chiddush was Rav If a husband and wife get married, and the Mechotonim are sitting together, and the Kala's father says, or the Chosin's father says, how much are you giving your son? And he says, and then the other person says, how much are you giving your daughter? Under the kitchen, they got married, Kanu, even if they didn't make a Kenyan on what they said, just taking upon yourself at the time of the marriage to support kach v'kach, hein hein advar v'niknev amira. That in itself, ordinarily you can't be mechayv yourself without some sort of Kenyan. That works as a mechayvist even without a Kenyan. So we're talking about where Hanoises, the Yichopaski Ima, took place at the time of the Chasana. Being that it took place at the time of the Chasana, the mechayvist can be created even without a Kenyan. And that is the Chiddush of the Mishnah. The Chiddush of the Mishnah is that although there was never a Kenyan done, the star psikta, the actual amira itself, that's going to work in lieu of a Kenyan. More on this halacha, another base. Again, the Gemara is just trying to find what the Chiddush of the first halacha of the Mishnah could be. First, we said maybe the Chiddush is, is the way the Hizchaivas took place because it happened in the Oifen of Rabbi and Rishlok, in which case it's right. Rabbi Yechon says, no, the Chiddush is that there was never a Kenyan done. And so you're going to be Chayyab because of Gidlam Arav that says, Hein Hein Hadvarim, Haniknim Bamira, Ta Shma. There's a man who has a son. He has to do Pidyan Aben. And he goes over to a coin. He tells the coin, Shani Chai V'chash Chamesh Sloim. I owe you five Sloim. It says, Kosav the coin. He wrote it. So the Mishnah says, it's Mishnah B'chayr, it's Chai V'chayr V'chamesh Sloim. He has to give him five Sloim. And when he gives him the five Sloim, he can't use that five Sloim for Pidyan Aben. Ubnoi, his son is not going to be public, meaning it's not going to work for a pinyin abet. Now, the Gemara has a problem. What's the chiddush over here? If somebody says lekoyin shani chayv lechamish shlom chayv liten lechamish shlom, of course he has. This is the way Tais explains the Gemara. Must be there's a chiddush over here. What's the chiddush? Maybe the chiddush is like we thought the chiddush was in our Mishnah. We're talking about we don't know Adam. He didn't say Adam Adam. He wrote that on a piece of paper. He handed it over in front of Adam, and I'll leave him also the story. If that's the case, it's right. Rabbi Yechonon, it's a kash and Rishlokish. So the Gemara says no shani hasam over here. Even Rishlokish would be moida that Yechayev the Mishu. Because here we're talking about someone who actually does have a chiv to give a koy in five slot. He has a son for whom he has to do pidyan aben. So it's for that reason that he could be mechayev himself just by saying chayvan or writing in a star chayvan ilchamana without saying atemeida. Rishlokish is moida because it's a real chiv. The Gemara says So why did he write it on a piece of paper? If he anyways owes it to him, it's not a new chayvan. If he anyways owes it to him, then why did he write it? 
because although he owes five slum, but he doesn't owe any particular kind five slum, he wrote it, gave it to the kind as I'm going to use you as my then why is his son as a separate chiyav it has nothing to do with the chiyav pidyanaben, the chiyav chamishlam that he has to give the coin for pidyanaben. Then I understand why he's not padoy. That's one chiyav. I gave you the five slam. I paid up my eschayvus. Now I have to pay for pidyanaben. But you tell me that coin to Rishlok is the only reason he can ever owe the coin, the five slam, for just writing shani chayv l'chamishlam is because it's an existing chiyav. That means the chamishlam is working in tandem with the chiyav chamishlam. If it's working in tandem with the Chiyot Pidyan Aben, then how come when he gives the five slum, is B'nai Enei Padoi? So the Gemara says, Kide Ulo. The answer is like Ulo. Damar Ulo Ulo says, Vartoi Repadoi. Really, B'nai Rais said the child would be Padoi. When Lakisha Yitin, my time of Amru, B'nai Enei Padoi. Then why did the Mishnah say that B'nai is Enei Padoi? Gzeira Shemna Yayim Repadoi the Mishnah. It's only a Dinder Abadon. It's Gzeira. Really, B'nai Rais said that B'nai should be Padoi. Because when you said, or when you wrote, Shani Chayv Lachacham Islam, it was worthless according to Rish Lakish. You didn't create a new Chiyav. The only reason you have to give five Slaim is because you, anyways, have a Chiyav five Slaim. Why did you write it? Just Levaru Lakayim. You're the kind that I'm going to give it to. But ultimately, it's not a new Chiyav. So when I give the five Slaim, really, I was Makayim, I missed Pidyan Aben. I shouldn't have to give another five slum. The reason it doesn't work is because although it wasn't, there was no new independent eschayvus to the pinyan event, it certainly looks like there was a separate. And therefore, if people are going to say, in this case, you don't have to give a separate five slum, people will be poidebishtaris. In a regular classic case, where I have a regular, I'm a regular balchayv, I owe a coin five slum because I once borrowed it from him, or something along those lines, now I'm going to give him five slum, that certainly doesn't work. It's simply a gzera de rabban. So according to Rabbi Yoichanan, the reason the B'noi is a padus because this is a separate ischayvus. According to Rishlokish, there is no separate ischayvus because he can't create a separate ischayvus by alima milsu the shtar. Why then B'noi is a padus? It's only midrabbanon. Oh my Rava, Rava said that this machlokis Rabbi Yechon Rishlokish get tanoi. Perhaps the machlokis tanoim. What's the machlokis tanoim? Or if I eat sachachis from shtaris, so there was a shtar milva, and at the end of the shtar milva, Adam was signed, and beneath the signature. Like a postscript to the star, there was an arev, a cosigner, who wrote that I co-signed this loan. So the halach is goiva minachasin b'nechayrim. You can be goiva from the arev. The malva can go to the arev, but only take from his nechasin b'nechayrim. He can't take from his nechasin mishubadim. He can only take from his nechasin b'nechayrim. The reason he can only take from the nechasin b'nechayrim, not from the nechasin mishubadim, is because he signed after the edim. I mean that he signed after the edim, although he was mechayv himself. But if there are no edim, there are no signatures beneath his eschayvus. It's like a hischaivis balpet that you could be given from the mechayim, but you can't be given from the mishubadim. Says the Gemara, Ma'isa balafnei Rabbi Yishmael. It was a story, a real life story, where there was an arif who signed the star, but his signature was beneath the signature of the Adam, meaning there were no Adam that was signed on his. Kabbalah, to be an Arev, for Omar, Rabbi Shmuel, Paskin, like this halacha, like the Tanakhama, that goyvah menachasah b'neichon. Omar, Rabbi Nanis, B'Sebe Nanis told Rabbi Shmuel, no, I disagree with you, ain't a goyvah, loy menachasah b'neichon, for loy menachasah b'neichon, Omar, loy lomas, he told him, why, Ben Nanis? Omar, he told him, harishoyin, chenik es chaver b'shok, if somebody was choking his friend in the street, umatza chaveroi, why was he choking him? He owed him money, why else? Umatza chaveroi, Brooklyn style, and he met his friend. Leave him. I'll give you whatever he owes you, but let me take care of it. And he leaves him. Allah is potter. He doesn't have to really give him the money. Why? And the reason is because of alumnus. Because he, although he took upon himself right now to pay up this loan, but this is way after the actual loan was chal. The only time you can 
play a role or have a chiyuv in the piroyin of a chayv as if you say or you make your kabbalah at the time of the actual law. So here too, Banana said a svarah that the Arif signed after the Edom already signed on the Milva. So it's like you, you met the guy in the street and you were makabal some sort of arevis. That's a day late and a dollar short. No pun intended. And it's for that reason that Allah is going to be. It's not going to be a real arevis. Either way, we have a machloikis tanoim, whatever the lumbus of this machloikis is. But we have a machloikis tanoim where somebody was makabal arevis in a star. So he wrote, I'm going to be an arev. And there are no Adam that are signed on it. Now we have a machloikis, whether it is a arevos or not, whether the Malva can now go to that arev and be goiver from the nechasa b'nechayrin, or he can go to the arev to be goiver from the nechasa b'nechayrin. Says the Gemara, Lema, perhaps the machloikis amayroim, Rabbi Yechon Rishlokish, is this very machloikis tanoim, Rabbi Yishmol and Benanis. How so? Lema, Rabbi Yechonon, the Amak Rabbi Yishmol, Rabbi Yechonon, that said that if somebody writes in a star, even if there are no Edim, and even if he himself didn't sign the star, but Alima Milsa the star, it's as if he would have said Atem Edai, and it creates his Chayvos, and he can't say later, Meshat Anibach or some other Taino, he holds like Rabbi Yishmol. The Rabbi Yishmol said that the Orev who signed the star, even though there were no Edim signed, he himself didn't sign, so it's not. All it is is his signature that says In the case of Arevos, I am going to be an Arev for this loan. And you see it works. Rabbi Yechon holds like Rish Lakish. I'm sorry, Rabbi Yechon holds like Rabbi Yishmael. And Rish Lakish, the Amar Kibbenanis, says the Gemara. No, leave it to Benanis. Quit the Benanis that says it doesn't work by the Arev. Everybody agrees. Meaning, even Rabbi Yechon would agree that it can't work with Benanis. The Benanis says, you can't be makabal arevus in such an oifin. Certainly, you can't be makabal hischayvus in such an oifin. We'll see why in a minute. Kipligi, where's the machloikis? I'll leave it to Rabbi Shmuel. Could be the machloikis. Rabbi Yechon Rishlokish was not the machloikis. Rabbi Shmuel bananas, but they were both arguing. I'll leave it to Rabbi Shmuel. Meaning Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Yechon says, "I'm Rabbi Shmuel." Just like Rabbi Shmuel said, you can be makabal arevus in such a way. You can be makabal hischayvus in such a way. Shlokish, I'd come like Rabbi Shmuel. Hasmer Shadur says no. Maybe when Rabbi Shmuel says alocha, he said it by arev. Why the Shaykh Leilish Shibuda Dei Raisa? Because the, there's a special Chiddush and Arevos of Shibuda Dei Raisa. We'll see what that means. But over here, Over here, the Sforo of Shibuda Dei Raisa doesn't pass. So what does that mean? Rashi says that the whole Aloch of Arevos is a special Chiddush. What's the Chiddush of Arevos? A person can become an Arev without making a Kenyan of any sorts. Bedibor Ba'alma, you can become an Arev. And Rashi says it's learned from a Pasuk. The Pasuk is in Bereshis, where Yehuda told Yaakov that, don't worry about Binyamin, Anoichi Arvenu. I am going to be an Arev for him. There were no Kenyanim, no Chalipin, no Yamakis going up and down. All it was was Anoichi Arvenu. Without a Kenyan, there was some Shibudai Raisa that was Chal, where Yehuda really became an Arev on Binyamin. Interesting. That's the Makar. So here, where there's a, an existing Shibudai Raisa that you find in the parish of Arevas, so maybe there's a Chiddish that even without Edim and without Atem Edai, I'll leave a Milsa the Shtara. But it could be when it comes to Reuven just being Mechaiv himself to shim and money, there you don't have the svar of Shibuda de Raisa, there would be different. Again, we're learning Lomdash the Sugis here, our Regalacha. Says the Gemara Gufa. So we had an Oman Aleph, a very good Shmak Alocha. That Om Rav Gidal Amarav, Kam Atanusul Bincha, Kach Vakach, Kam Atanusul Bincha, Kach Vakach. You have Mechotanim, they're sitting together by, right before the wedding, they want to see if they can make it all work. So the 
both mechatonim, they each promised whatever they're promising. Um, the Vikitra, they got up and, and they were mekadesh. Hein, hein, hadvorim, haniknim bamira. So we say that hein, hein, hadvorim, even though they make an ekinyonim, there were no chalipins, there was no shtaris even, just by saying that we're, I'm going to do this and you're going to do that, that creates a kinyan. So, before we go right, I saw that they all bring, so the Shiyam Ritzon of Allah brings it from the Dark Yichiva, they bring the Chassidish of Ertel, that we know Chazal say, there's a Baskel that says, so how does a person know if, when he gets married, he's marrying his Bashar, you know, maybe he's not. So, they, the Dark Yichiva said, that when the Mechotonim get together, and one Mechotin says, and how about you? There's no arguments, there's no fights, they're able to work out the financial arrangements very, very smoothly, meaning, they just get up, they drink, this is a raya, that this Kenyan, this marriage, was Niknes Ba'amira, with the Bas Ploini, Leploini, it's funny, he brings it to Sha'arim, it's Yonam he's Meshabeach, he says it's a Dover, that's Emes Lamitoi, so something interesting, but I saw, Everybody seems to have the same Maramok and they all bring this this Hasidish Avertal over here. As far as the Lumbus goes, and we'll see the Lumbus a little bit later, says the Gemara. Either way, that's Rav Gidom and Rav's Halacha. Rav Gidom and Rav's Halacha was that the Chasan and the Kalo or the Mechutanim, they come together and they each promise without Kinyanim and anything else. Everything is chaos, as if they would have made a Kinyan. Oh, my Rav, Rav, said, Mr. Milsa the Rav, it makes sense that this, that Rav Gidom said in the name of Rav, was only Chubabite Naira, where the father of the Kala, or the Kala herself, was a Naira. Why? There, the father, the Mechutin, the Shver, could be Mechaiv himself by Mira, because although it's true, all he is doing right now is saying, and now there's no Kinyan taking place, but it's happening at the time of the Erisin. And at the time of the Erisin, she's being Niknis Bekesef, and the Kamati, and all the other. The halacha is that if a Naira is Niknis Bekesef, who keeps the Kesef? The father Zoycha, Bekesef Kedushat. It's mentioned earlier in the Masechta. So being that he's going to be the one that's going to get the Kesef, it's Tmuras, the Hanot that he gets from the Kesef, that he could somehow be Mechayim. At which point she's not in his wishes anymore, at which point he doesn't get the Kesef. No, but the Gemara says, well, he came on my Rav, I feel about Geras. No, Rav said it's a locha, even by a Geras. Well, he came, dramatic, Losh and Shvua. Because if not, it's not only true for the Abiyah Kala, it's true for the Abiyah Chosen as well. How could he be Mechayim himself? It must be, but he had It's because of the Hanah that he gets that he's doing a Shidduch. That's the Hanah. It's not the physical Kesef, but it's the Hanah that he gets from doing the Shidduch. That in itself is going to be considered Hanah. There's an interesting Shailan, Achren, Rebbe Chonon, and others, they all discuss. What is this new Hanah? By he Hanah, the Komichseni Ahadadi, Gomriyu Makni. Is that like a Kenyan Kesef Diga Halacha? Or maybe it's a new type of idea that I'm getting Hanah, not that. I mean, Kesef, when a person gets Kesef, Kesef, things are Nikhnas Bekesef. Why? Because you have Hanah from the Kesef. So Kesef is merely a Hechetimtsa. If I have Hanor without the Kesef, that's also considered Hanor. Or maybe it doesn't work necessarily with the Gdorim of Kenyan Kesef, but there's a new concept. I'll just read to you that Tereshmu here brings a Loshan from the Chazanish. The whole side of a Kenyan is, is to get the person to a place where he really wants, he's Goymer Beliboy to be Makna 
or to, on the other side, to be kind of what exactly it is that we're being kind of makna. The eish dvarim shekim lohu lechazal shebediber ba'alma gomer belibay lahaknais v'doik heitev bazev afeich ba dekula ba doik b'shas upoiskin v'timtzakein v'zechrani shekakos was marcha horowitz baskomosel l'shas vilna u'dvarav nechayim him adkan l'shoyner. So the Chazanish says that all kinyanim is merely a hechetinsa to get a person to a place where he really wants to do what he's doing. It's all a proper. It's, all a, it's an intermediary to get you to a certain frame of mind. So whether you get there through Kesef, or you get through, through the Hanor, that you're about to do a Shidduch, and, and you're all excited, whatever that is, it's not so much the Kesef as much as it's where the Kesef is, is taking you to, and that's something that this Hanor can get you to. So I've been told, or really asked, Rav they get together, they work out the support, everything is fine and vile. The question is, can I get in a writing, or can I not get in a writing? Well, my nafkim, you know, if you get in a writing, you can be good from the Nechazim and If you only have it, then you can only get it from the Nechayrim. So, being that there was no real Kenyan that took place, it seems to be some Mechudishtiga type of Kenyan. So, it's Nikna Ba'amir, but what if I write it? Does it get the Koyach of Milva uh, Bishtar, does it get the Kayak of something that was written with Chsima Sa'idim so that I could be going from the Nechazim and Shubadim or not? Says the Gemara, Amalei said, he told her, Rashi told Ravina, Loi Nitnuli Kasif. No, you can't write it. Eisvei, from our Mishnah, Hapikhin, the wise women are your Kayak, and Amanash Azan, Ezbit, Chamishanim, Kosmachat Imi. Right, the Mishnah discussed an anomaly where somebody will be obligated to support his stepdaughter. But not his own daughter. Because if you're mechaiv yourself to support your stepdaughter, she has a din of a bal she could be goiver from the mechazim mezhubadim. However, your own daughter, you're only obligated to support because of the t'nai bezin. And Allah is the t'nai bezin can only goiver from the b'nei chayrin, not from the mezhubadim. Now, it is an irony because people would probably want to support their biological daughters more so than their stepdaughters. So it's for that reason that the pikhin, they had good attorneys, they used to tell them how to structure this deal. They used to tell them, right, clearly, or Stipulate that I'm only supporting my stepdaughter, Kozman Shatimi, as long as we're living together. So if he dies, or if his wife married somebody else, or she got married to somebody else, so in that case, there'll be no chiv at all. But what's the kasha? The kasha is with the Gemara said in Amun Aleph that this whole chiv of Anoisa, so Isha Upaska, Imai Kedesha Yazan, Espita, is working with Hein, Hein, Hadvar, Manikna That was the Gemara on the top of Kupbez Amun Aleph. And still, you see that she has a din of a balas chayv. Why does she have a din of a Obviously, because it was written in Mishtar. So you see the Hein Hein Advarim Aniknim Bamira could be written in Mishtar, meaning when they're written in Mishtar, they get a Koyach of a Milva Mishtar that you could be Goiva even from the Mishubadim. So the Gemara says. No, it wasn't really written, but rather it was only stipulated by Pep. How could you say that? It says Koisvin. So the Gemara says, in, you find sometimes that the Mishnah will use, the time of the Mishnah will use the word Ksiva, even though he means Amira. Vatnan, b'nichusa, right? To that is a Kaisif Lisha, Dinad Varma, Ilubin the first Mishnah, Baragat Kaisif, Vatani Rabchia, Ha'im Lisha, Toshma, another Raya. In Kaisifin Shtari, Erisin, and Nesuin, Elmidash Name. You only let a writer start Erisin, or a star Nesuin, Midash Name. Meaning, 
One of the ways that an Isha is nicknessed, Kesef Shtar is Shtar. However, the only time an Isha can be nicknessed Shtar is if the Shtar was written al Dash. When they wrote the Shtar, she was aware of the Shtar. But if she was not aware of the Shtar at the time of the Ksiva, then you can't write it. Meaning, you can't say, anyways, I have the Shtar, now let me go be Makadash with the Shtar. It sounds like Midash name, you can't. My love story of sickness. So the Gemara and the Havimina thinks that maybe this Shtar Erisin. Is a star psikta. What's the star psikta? That's hein hein dvar maniknim amira. What you see from there then is, is that you could write it. The significance of which would mean it has the koyach of a star. You could be going from the mishabad. And I said, loy star yeris and mamish. Like we said, it means the isha niknis pishtar. We're not talking about the star psikta. We're talking about the isha niknis pishtar. Kider apop of Rav Shapit itmar kosvei lishma. If it was written lishma. But shaloy midaita, but not midas ho isha. Rabbi Rabbi Nachman Mekudeshes. And that's all this Bryce is saying. This Bryce is paskening like Rapop and Rav Shravya that a Shtar Erisin has to be written Midas Shmeyem. But we're not talking about a Shtar Psikna. We're not talking about the Shtar Tnoyim. We're talking about the actual Shtar Erisin. Tashma, Mesu, B'nai Seyem Nizoynois, Menechasem, B'nai Chorim. Oh, so here you have Mefurish that the Daughter, the stepdaughter, could be gaiver from the Nechassim Meshubadim. Why? Because she's a Balaschai. It's a Mefurish Raya that, when it was, that it was written and that it had a Koyach. Earlier, the Gemara was asking because it said, Apikhum Hayu So we said, Koysven, not a deer, Koysven can be Oymrin. Where do you see that Koysven means Oymrin? The first mission of Barakat Koysven, Koysven Leishtai, and the Gemara Satan Rabchia, it doesn't mean Koysven literally, it means Oymrin. But from the end of the mission, you see clearly that it was a Shtar. How do you see it was a Shtar from the end of the mission? Because it says that she, the stepdaughter, could be gaiver from the reason she can be going from the Nechasim Meshubadim is not because of the Hain Hain Advar Mira. It's not because of what you wrote down on a piece of paper. It's talking about they actually made a Kenyan. So then why can't the daughters collect? Meaning, if the if you're making an Akim in the Mishnah that we're talking about, where there was a Kenyan that happened, so we're comparing and contrasting between the daughter and the stepdaughter, so they both should be talking about where a Kenyan took place. The Gemara said, there's a like It's talking about where the stepdaughters made a Kenyan, but the daughters didn't make a Kenyan. Why, why, why say that? So the Gemara says, it makes sense that it's reasonable, because the stepdaughter is presumably around at the time of the Kenyan. You're getting married to someone who had a daughter from a previous marriage. The daughter's alive. You're being mechaib yourself to that daughter support for five years. She herself is making the Kenyan. Bonois, however, they have a but your own biological daughters are not around at the time that you got married. They're loy balaoilam. So, being that they're not there, loy mahani looking, there's no way for them to have a Kenyan. So, all they have is the original Tanai Bezdin. Without the Kayacha Kenyan, that's why you can't be Gaiver from the Mishubadim. But the Gemara says, How do you know? Maybe it's talking about where your own daughters were also the Bishas Kenyan. How's that? It's talking about you were married. You had biological daughters, you divorced your wife, and then you remarried her. So the daughters that you yourself are mechuyif to support because they're your daughters were actually there. At the time of the Kedushin, maybe you made a Kenyan. And in the case, when you made a Kenyan, if Talach is there also going from the Nechaz and then there really is no difference between the stepdaughters and the daughters. The only difference is different akimtas, but that doesn't make sense. That's what the Mishnah is telling me. So the Gemara says, "E the lesser betanai bezem mahanu lo kinyan bano is the isno betanai bez lo mahanu." You have to say it true. It's not that it's not possible that there's a way to make a kinyan for the daughters. It is possible to make a kinyan for the daughters. However, the being that 
you're anyways obligated to support your daughters, me can I them, not because of the special schaivis that you made, the Kenyan doesn't work. Because there's a Tanai Bezdin, it takes away the Koyach of Kenyan. What, Kenyan works for something that's not a Tanai Bezdin? It doesn't work for something that is a Tanai Bezdin? Ella says, the Gemara of you have to say the reason the daughter is different and Kenyan doesn't work is because you had a Chiyav, the Tanai Bezdin, to support your daughters, you can now not go to the Mishubadim, because Mishubadim may say, I, I have a funny feeling that the father was very concerned about this tonight bezin, he probably paid up by regular chive, no no, but by a tonight bezin, that people take a little bit more seriously. It's for that reason that you can't be over from the Mishra So as it relates to the raid, to return to the first part of the daf, and that is Chutzlaritz, Shmini Atzeres, but because of Sveikadiyoima, it's Shmini Safik Shvi. Are you supposed to sit in a sukkah or you're not supposed to sit in a sukkah? The imtim tzaloimer, you're supposed to sit in a sukkah. Can you make a bracha? Or do you not make a bracha? And the Gemara brought a machloikis amayra. Rabbi Yehuda bereder of Shmuel bar Shelas in the name of the great Amayra Rav. He argued with Rabbi Yochanan whether this day, Shmini Safik Shvi, is it Shvi Lesukkah or is it Shmini Lesukkah? And then the Gemara brought two Lashonas of what that even means. What does Shvi Lesukkah mean? And what does Shmini Lesukkah mean? And then the Gemara brought a discussion of who we even Paskin like. So after everything, a little confusing, says the Gemara one line. You're supposed to sin in a sukkah in Chutzlaritz and Shmini Atzeres because of the Sveikah de Yoyma of Hishan Rabba of Sukkis, Bruch Yiloyma but at the same time, you're not supposed to make the Bruchis HaMitzvahs, you're not supposed to make the Leisha Bar Sukkah. So the Gemara seems to be Machria very, very clearly that you're supposed to sin in a sukkah in Chutzlaritz and Shmini Atzeres. And not surprisingly, that's what's brought down in Shulchan Aruch. It's an Erechaim, it's in Simen Tov Reish Samaches. Sifkat Nalif says the Shulchan Aruch to be Siyosef who bechutz laaretz and chutz laaretz oichlem besukkah belaylo ubiyoy mepneishu safik shvi. You have to sit in the sukkah at night. You have to sit in the sukkah during the day. The aim mevarchen al yeshivasa. However, you don't make a bracha. We make kachin ba'imrim's man. And when you make kiddush, you're supposed to make a shachayonu. This is a one-line synopsis of today's da. But the Shulchan Aruch says very clearly who bechutz laaretz oichlem besukkah belaylo ubiyoy mepneishu safik shvi. And there's no ramah that comments on this Shulchan Aruch, that puts out a, another opinion. And if that's the case, it would seem to be very, very straightforward, very open and shut. On Shemini Atzeres and Chutz Laaretz, because of Sveikah the Yoyimah, you're supposed to sit in a sukkah. There's so many things that we do as Yidin based on Sveikah the Yoyimah. This is a very obvious additional application to this halacha. That on Shemini Atzeres and Chutz Laaretz, Yisubi Yasvinon, Ubruch Yiloi Stating that, we all know that there are Many segments in Klai Yisrael, specifically amongst the Hasidim Va'anche Maisa, where the minig is for hundreds of years that they do not sit in a sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. And at first glance, mitzvah liyashiv, because it would seem to be connected a line in the Gemara, it would seem to be connected a mefurish Allah and Shulchan Now just to be clear before we even start, this minig cannot sit in a sukkah on Shemini Atzeres and Chutz Laaretz is an old minig. In fact, the Tor brings the Minig, the Mogan Avram brings the Minig, and the Taz brings the Minig. And it would seem that this Minig traced itself back already to the times of the Rishonim. That's the good news if you don't sit in a sukkah in Shemini Atzeres. 
The bad news is that the Torah, the Mug, and Avram, all, Taz, all bring the minig, and they absolutely try, and they say they don't understand the minig. Because at the end of the day, it's Kenegir Gemara. So the truth is, this is an old minig. And this minig has its roots already in the Rishonim. But at the same time, it's an old Shvera minig at first glance. And again, without a question, it's Mitzvah Yashiv. So just to, to start this noise, and just to start the sugya, I think we need to take a step back, and we have to be ma'ayin a little bit in the Rishonim, in the Gemara in today's life. And there's really two particular shmuzin in the Rishonim that are very, very pertinent in terms of understanding the different menhagim and Klai The first is, the Rishonim all ask a kasha. The Rajba asks it in Masechtis Rosh Hashanah Dav Tezayin. The Ritva asks it in Masechtis Sukkah Dav Flamen Aleph. The Mardchai brings it at the very end of Masechtis Sukkah here in our studio. And that is that I understand that if you're living in Chutzlar, it's Shmini Atzeres, and there's a Tzafik, maybe it's a Shana Rabba, you would want to sit in a Sukkah on Shmini Atzeres. The problem is, what happened to the Isra Baal Toysef? We know that you're not allowed to be Moisif on a Mitzvah. So if you're not allowed to be Moisif on a Mitzvah, so what happened to Baltoisif? Meaning, if you want to go ordinarily and just add a day of Yontif, that it's not going to be Baltoisif. But to go and sit in a sukkah on an eighth day, Fregin the Rishonim, that should be Baltoisif. It says in the Torah, Basukas Teshu Shivas Yomim, it says seven days. If you go and sit in a sukkah an eighth day, you're going to be over Baltaisa. So, Fregan, the Rishonim, I don't understand the Gemara. The Gemara says, Yisuve Yasvinon. Why? Because it's Fake of the Yoma. I understand it's Fake of the Yoma. But that's something where it's a Chumrah. But over here, this Chumrah comes with a very expensive invoice. There's a kula attached to it. Because if you're going to be machmer and you're going to sit in a sukkah shmini atzeres, you're being machmer in yeshiva sukkah, but you're being mekul on alav in the Torah. There's a lesa say in the Torah of Baltaisif. So the at first glance, fragging the Rishonim, what happened to Baltaisif? So the truth is that we don't have time to go through this properly, but of course, the obvious sushtal to the Rishonim's kash is the Gemara Mesachtis Rosh Hashanah, Dav Chav Ches Beis, a Gemara that we've spoken about where the Gemara says, Elameyata Hayashem Bishmini and the Gemara says there's really no Baltaisif if somebody sleeps in a sukkah on the eighth day. So it would seem it's a Mephorish Gemara. The Gemara says there is no Baltaisif if somebody sits in a, sleeps in a sukkah or somebody eats in a sukkah on Shmini Atzeris. But the Rishonim speak out, again, we're doing the abridged version of this, that when the Gemara said there's no Baltaisif in Rosh Hashanah, Chavches Beis, if someone's Yashem Bishmini, that's just that there's no Malchus. The Kasha was Hayashem Bishmini, Yilaka. And that the Gemara said there's no Malchus. Or Ban Isra Baltaisif for sure there would be. That's what the Rishonim say. But the bottom I understand you're being machmer in Hilchas Yeshiva Sukkah, but what happened to the Isra about Taisif? And there are two Mahalchem and the Rishonim to answer this question. The first is the Rajba in Rosh Hashanah Tazayin, and the Ritva in Sukkah Daflam and Aleph both say that there's no Baal in our Sukkah. The only time there's Baal is if you go indiscriminately or you go with a, a Cheshbin and you want to add on a mitzvah. But over here, being that the reason you're sitting in the sukkah on the eighth day is because you have a suffix that it might be the seventh day, that's not Baal The maisa is a maisa of being moisif on the mitzvah, but your intent is certainly not to be moisif. And because where you're doing it, because you think that maybe you're obligated to do it, it's posh that it's not going to be Baal That's what the Rajman the Ritva said. 
The Mardchai says a different Teretz. The Mardchai brings from this from the, the Rav Yoh, that the Rav Yoh said that the reason there's no Baal is because there's a hacker. The first seven days when you sat in the sukkah, every single time you made a bracha. But now when you sit in a sukkah, you're not making a bracha. Because the Gemara said, Since so said that being that you're not making a bracha, so it comes out there's a hacker that you're not doing a l'shem mitzvah, but rather you're doing it mitzvah tzveik the yoyma. Once there's a hacker, it's not going to be a problem of baltois. Said the Mordechai. Said the Mordechai. The fee my terrors, it will come out of very important afghanidalacha. That is, I don't think it's gonna be okay to sleep in a sukkah on Shmini Atzeris. Why? Because when you sleep in a sukkah, you don't have a hacker. Because the whole sukkah, when you slept in a sukkah, said the Raviyah, you never made a bracha. So the fact that on Shmini Atzeris, you're gonna sleep in the sukkah, but Bruchilachinon, that's not gonna be a hacker that you're treating. Shmini Atzeris, any differently than you did the rest of Sukkot. So if that's the case, said the Rav Yoh, Enochinami the Gemara said, Yesuve Yasvinon, but we have to be medayik l'shoyna yazov shalag Gemara. Yesuve Yasvinon, you sit in a Sukkot, but you don't sleep in a Sukkot. Because when it comes to sleeping in a Sukkot, then already you're going to run into a problem with Baltaisa. Because why is there no Baltaisa, said the Rav Yoh? Because there's a hacker. The hacker is... That I'm not making a bracha. When it comes to sleeping in a sukkah, you don't have the hacker. Because when it comes to sleeping in a sukkah, you never made the bracha. I mean that you never made the bracha. So over there, you don't have the hacker. If you don't have the hacker, so there's going to be a problem with Baltaisif. So again, the question is, how could you sit in a sukkah and shmini atzeris? What happened to Baltaisif? We have two approaches in the Rishonim. The Rajba in Rosh Hashanah, Tezayin, and the Ritva in Mesech, the Sukkot, Aflam, and Alf, both say there's no Baal because you're doing it because in your mind you think you may need to do this in order to fulfill the mitzvah. That's not Baal Toysev. The Mardchai brings from the Rav Yoh, the last Mardchai in Mesech, the Sukkot, that the Rav Yoh said that the reason there's no Baal is because there's a hacker. From the fact that you're not making your bracha, there's a hacker. And we have a tremendous nafkimin Allah. Are you supposed to sleep in a sukkah in Shmini Atzeres or not? According to the Rav Yoh, according to the Mordechai, the Rav Yoh said very clearly, you don't sleep in a sukkah. Because when sleeping in a sukkah, not making a bracha is not a hacker because you never make a bracha when it comes to sleeping in a sukkah. And as a result, you suvi asfinon, but sleeping, you don't sleep. According to the Rashba and the Ritva, where there's no Baal at all, not because you're not making a bracha. But there's no baltoisa because fundamentally I'm doing this because in my mind I need to be mekayim the mitzvah. And that's a svar that there shouldn't be baltoisa. So not only would you supposed to sit in a sukkah, but you're supposed to sleep in the sukkah shmini atzeres as well. It's yodua. It's brought down in the Maiser Rav that the Vulna Goyen was very, very makbit to sit in a sukkah shmini atzeres. In fact, he was more medaktik when it came to sitting in a sukkah shmini atzeres than he was the rest of Sokhlis. The Maiser Rav is in Sif Cotton Reish Chav Beis, and he says, quote, Yoishvim b'sukkah b'shmini atzeres. You're supposed to sit in the sukkah and shmini atzeres. V'gam yeshenim b'sukkah. You're also supposed to sleep in the sukkah and shmini atzeres. V'yoishvim kol hayoyim ad leil simchas toira. Says the Maiser Rav, v'hichmer ba'oyit. The Vulnagoyim was very, very machmer when it came to shmini atzeres. B'shino both with regards to sleeping in a sukkah, the yeshiva sukkah, and with regards to sitting in the sukkah. Afshal yoim shmini, and the reason was, ki chamurim divrei soifrim, miyena shal toira. It's a gemar masech des erevin, but the point is, chamurim divrei soifrim, miyena shal toira, and the vulnagayim was more machmer when it came to sukkah on shmini atzeres than he was the rest of sukkahs. But the vulnagayim didn't only sit in the sukkah on shmini atzeres, the vulnagayim used to sleep in the sukkah on shmini atzeres as well. 
And the reason is, Mefurish in the Bir HaGra in Shulchan Aruch, where the Vilna Goyen says that really the Rishonim asked the Kasha what happened to Baltoisit. And there's two Mahalchim in the Rishonim. You have the Rajman, the Ritva, that says no Baltoisit because you're doing it because in your mind you need to, to be Mekhaim the Mitzvah. The Mordechai brought from the Rav Yah, it's because there's a hacker from the fact you're not making a Racha. There's an Aftaminah regarding sleeping. Sleeping, you're doing a Lashem Mitzvah, but there's no hacker because you never make a Racha regarding sleeping. And the Vilna Goyen, Kedarkin Bakoidesh, used to be Machria between the Rishonim, and he said, like the Rajb and the Ritva, the Loika Mordechai, not like the Mordechai, the Shem, the Rav Yah. So said the Vilnagoyen, I think the Ikr is like the Rajb and the Ritva. There's no problem with Baltaisif. This has nothing to do with the Sugi of Baltaisif. And it's that, it's the case, Yisubi Yasvinon, he's supposed to sleep in a Sukkah as well. And by the way, this is a chi of sukkah the rabbanon, and being the chamurim divrei soifrim miyena shal the Vilna Goyen held that the mitzvah of yeshiva sukkah on Shmini Atzeris was even more chamur than the mitzvah of yeshiva sukkah, the rest of sukkahs. This is the first noisei in the Rishonim that's important in terms of understanding the, suk- the sugya of yeshiva sukkah b'shmini Atzeris. The second part of this is toisvis. The top toisvis on daf mem zayin Tysus asks a very, very obvious cash. We're dealing with Shmini Atzeris and Chutzlaretz. We're at Shmini Safik Shvi. And the Gemara comes out, the Hilchasa, Mesav Yasvinon, Bruchilam Rachin. You have to sit in a sukkah, but you don't make a brach. Great Tysus. If Chazal held that Shmini Atzeris and Chutzlaretz is a Safik Shvi, and as a result, you have to keep the mitzvah of sukkah, why isn't it that we don't take Dalit Minim on Shmini Atzeris? You have a mitzvah. To sit in a sukkah for seven days. You have a mitzvah to take Dalit Minim for seven days. So I'll speak the Yoima, just like we sit in a sukkah, we should take Dalit Minim as well. As I pray, Toysus Akasha says, Toysus, the Lulav Loi Ratsu Lesakin Klal Shneyit Lenu Misafik. When it comes to Lulav, Chazal didn't want to make a Takano that you should take Lulav. Why? Lefishehu Yontif. Because it's Yontif. Umukta Letilta. Every word in Toysus is important. It's Muktsa. You're not allowed to carry it. Which means that if you're going to take the Dalit Minim on Shmini Atzeres, it's going to look a little bit, really a lot of bit, like in your mind, you think it might be Hishana Rabbah right now. That's a bad thing. Because Hishana Rabbah, as much as it's a Yom Kaddish and the Zayra Kaddish and Parashat Sab, but at the same time, Hishana Rabbah is Cholomai. On Hishana Rabbah, you're allowed to do Malacha. Hishana Rabbah is not Yantif. If you're going to go on Shmini Atzeres and you're going to act and behave as if you have a tzad that maybe it's Aishana Rabba, it can come at a tremendous zilzul on Yontif. Because essentially what you're saying is that I'm not 100% sure it's Yontif. That's not a good thing. Because it is Yontif. So how could you do something, act in a way where you're showing that maybe it's not Yontif? So if you take Dalit Minim, which is something that's Muktza, something you would never pick up on Yontif, Something you would never do on Shmini Atzeres. On Sukkot, you're allowed to, of course. But any other Shabbos or Yontif, of course, you can't touch the Lulav. You're touching it. Why are you taking it? Not because it's Shmini Atzeres, because Shmini Atzeres, you wouldn't touch your Lulav. Elamai, it's because maybe it's a Shana Rabba. That's a Zilzal. Avul Sukkot, here's the punchline. Pomim Reva Olav. But a Sukkot, Sukkot's Gishmak. A sukkah is beautiful. There are times where even if your meaning is not to sin in a sukkah in you want to sin in a sukkah in Sukkah's up, it's beautiful weather, you have all the nice sukkah, it's gewaldig. So people sometimes sit in a sukkah 
even not on sukkahs. And therefore, if you're going to sit in a sukkah, it's not going to be nicker in any way that you're being mezalza. It's not going to look in any way, shape, or form that maybe you're treating it like a yom chayel, and as a result, you're allowed to sit in the sukkah. Said Toysvis, a very, very important side. And that is that it's clear from the sugya that the Chachamim said, only regarding sukkah. They never said the same thing regarding the Dalud Minim. And at first glance, it doesn't make sense. Why not? What's the difference between sukkah and Dalud Minim? Now, the truth is that Rabbi Bienefeld left me a voice note right before the shir and said, You have to speak out. There's an obvious chilik between Lulav and Sukkah. Sukkah is a mitzvah day raisa for seven days. Dalad minim is only a dirabana. So there's mocking to say that for the day raisa of sukkah we're going to be machmer. But from the zechel and mikdash, maybe we'll be mekel. But Taisa doesn't go with that approach. Taisa says that what's the difference between Dalad minim and what's the difference between sukkah? So says Taisa that the difference is that as much as we want to be machmer, and say, like, let's take the mitzvah sayoyim of sukkahs and observe in Hachmini Atzeres, but you have to be careful that it shouldn't look a little bit like, in your mind, you have a, 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 a little bit of a doubt that maybe today's not Yontif. And maybe today's really a Shana Rabbah. Again, and it's a Shana Rabbah, it's a Yom Chayel, it's Cholomoyed a Shana Rabbah. So you have to make sure that you don't give off that impression. If you take Dalit Minim, you're clearly showing that you're Mesupik if it's Yontif today. Maybe it's a Yom Chayel. Why? Because if it was Shmini Atzeres, you would not be holding Dalit Minim. You're not allowed to hold Dalad Minim and Shmini Atzeres. In Eretz Yisrael, Shmini Atzeres, it's Muktza. You're not allowed to touch it. So if that's the case, so it looks a little bit like it's called, that's why you don't touch your Dalad Minim. A Besukkah? If you sit in your Sukkah, it's not Muchach that maybe you have a reasonable doubt that today is a Shana Rabbah. Maybe I'm sitting in a Sukkah because I want to sit in a Sukkah. Because Pabim Shesukasei Areva Olaf. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is, says Toysus, that's why Chazal said Mesav Yasvina regarding Sukkah, because they didn't feel like it would come with a zilzul in Yontif, but they never said take the Dalad Minim, because by taking the Dalad Minim, it looks a little bit like there's a zilzul in Yontif. So here's the punchline. This Taisvis is also Mefurish in the Rush. We know that there's a, a classic Pirish on the Rush that was written by the Karben Asano. This Vart of the Karben Asano is probably the most famous Karben Asano in the entire Pirish Karben Asano on the Rush. So who was the Karben Asano? His name was Rabbi Nisano Weil. He lived in Prague in the early part of the 18th century. He left Prague to become a Rav in, a, in another city shortly before the Neudeb Yehuda arrived in Prague. But he was from the Chachmei Prague of the late 17th century, early 18th century. The Karben Asano also had a very famous son, Rabbi Weil, also one of the great Ga'inim of that Kufa of Prague, of Rabbi Fleckless and Rabbi Shmulanda. Talmud Rabbi Yonis and Eibeshet from that world. But the Karben Asano wrote a Pirish on the Rosh. And on the Rosh, in this Gemara, right here, he says, I want to say a Chiddush. He says, it's Mavur that Toysvis was very, very worried about what's going to be if a person sits in a Sukkah showing that maybe it's really the seventh day of Sukkah it's going to come at a little bit of a zilzal in Yontif. But Toysvis has no worries. You know why? Because And as a result, by sitting in a Sukkah, it doesn't look like you think maybe it's, not, it's really Shana Rabbah today. Because 
The fact that you're sinning in a sukkah, yeah, it's kishmak. Why would you want to sin in a sukkah? So said the carbon asano quote, Amnon, in ba'aisayon esina. Let's say it's cold outside, ayruchais, or maybe it's windy outside, ayshum shinoi avir, or the mezeg avir is not so kishmak. It would be inappropriate to sin in a sukkah when it's shmini safik shvi. Why? Because now the sukkah becomes a lulav. And just like Lulav Tyson said, you don't take Lulav, why? Because if you're going to show that you in your mind have a, a little bit of a doubt that maybe it's not really Yotif, maybe it's a Shana Rabba, that can result in a Zilzal and Chayl, and Chazal were clearly worried about that. So said the carbon Asano, it's push it to me, that if you're going to sit in a Sukkah and it's not a Reva Olav, that it's going to come out, it's going to come out that you're being Mezalzal a little bit in Yontif, and it's Pashit Chazal never said Mesav Yasvinon Pekahaygav. So just to fast forward, there were many chuvas that were written by the Chesidisha Poiskim and Ga'oinim to be Miyashiv. What we established on the onset is at first glance a very, very challenging minute. One of the chuvas were written by Lahailag and Minchas And it's in Shailas the Chuvas Minchas Alazar, it's Chailag Dalav, it's Simon Lamed Aleph. And the Shoyal asked the Minchas Alazar, he doesn't understand the Chsidish Aminik, he doesn't understand how many Yidin, and he says not just Yidin, Tzadikim and Shemaisa, that have this Messiah, that they don't sit in a Sukkashmini Atzeris, and at first glance it's Kenegada Wine and Gemara, it's Kenegada Lach and Shulchanarach, and the Minchas Alazar gave a short answer, and then he gave a long answer. And the short answer was, he says, take a look at the carbon asano, it's on the rush, it's at the very end of Masech Sukkah, and the carbon asano laid it out beautifully. He said, I believe it's Pasha. That when Chazal said, it's all based on the fact that and when the Yidin in Bavel, who live in the Middle East, where the climate is very, very different than it is over here in Eastern Europe, and over there in, in Bavel, where it's very, very hot during Yontif, so it's Sukkot Zareva Olav. And if a person's sitting in a Sukkah, it doesn't look like He's worried in his mind because people sit outdoors. There was no air conditioning. It made a lot of sense to want to sit outside on Yontif. He says, but today where we are, it's usually cold weather and very often it's very cold weather and nobody sits in a sukkah. And if someone's sitting in a sukkah, it's nicker that there's one reason he's sitting in a sukkah. Because in his mind, there's a sveikah the yoyma. So he says, I believe today for the Yidin in Europe, sitting in a sukkah on Shemini Atzeris is no different than taking a lulav in Shemini Atzeris. And just like Taisva said, that you don't take a lulav because it's going to come out as a zilzul on chayel. So Mechas wasn't defensive. He was offensive. He, came, he attacked back. He said, it's a Taisva. And Taisva says, Metunish never not lulav. And if you can't take a lulav, you can't sit in a sukkah either. What's the difference? Why are you sitting in a because it's nice weather outside. Do you look outside? It's not nice weather outside. And as a result, it's not a revolve. And it's clear a person that sits in a sukkah is manenu. He's sitting in a sukkah because it's fake in the yaima. Why else would he be sitting in a sukkah? And if that's the case, it's posh. It said the minchasaluza, it's hadar dina, that it's like the lulav. And just like you don't take lulav, so therefore you're not going to have the Allah mesiv yasfina. So what's the short answer? You have a, a gemara and you have Allah and shulchanarach. It's Allah psuka. You can't. Mesiv yasfina. Baruch But you have to the short answer is that was in Basel, where a person, people used to often sit in sukkahs, like Toysvah says, like the Rosh says as well, and therefore sitting in a sukkah didn't necessarily mean that you're sitting in the sukkah because of a sveik of the yoyma. But today we're sitting in a sukkah does mean sveik of the yoyma. So if that's the case, said the Heilige Minchas I believe that it's Pashit, the Minig, that 
people do not sit in a sofa. But then the Michas Luzer says something else. And this is going to segue into tomorrow's raid. And that is, besides, Michas Luzer said that if you would understand the Pneumius of Shemini Atzeres, and you would understand the Pneumius of Sukkah, you would understand why the Tzadikim and the Anshay Maisa were very, very medactic not to sit in a sukkah. And he quotes from a sefer called Mikra'i Kodesh. This sefer Mikra'i Kodesh was written by what the Minchas refers to as one of the Rishonim, whose name was Rabbi Yosef ben Rabbi Yomin Samiga. He was a Makopo, and he wrote a lot of Vinyoni Kabbalah as it relates to Sukkot and Shmini Yatzeres. And at the very, very end of the sefer, it's Perik Chavalov regarding Sukkot, it's the last Omid in the sefer. So he says that if you you have to understand a little bit the depth of the difference between sukkah and Shmini Atzeres. So he says, what's sukkah? Sukkah and sukkis is tzila de mehem nusa. You sit in a sukkah and you're covered with tzach, the sukkah til itself, you're protected by a Kaddish Baruch. But said Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yomim Samiga, he said, if you think about it, when does a person hide for protection? When he feels like he's being hunted, when he feels like He's in trouble. So if a person feels like he's not safe, say you run to the Ermiklot, you run to a sanctuary, right? You try to protect yourself from everything that's going on around you. So Rabbi Yosef Samigo said that Sukkis represents the idea that a Yid is sometimes surrounded by Mazikim and Mekatrigim and there's the Shibur Agolus and there's the Tzorus Rachman al-Sun that people have, and it goes into a sukkah, and he's Bayreach el sukkah, and he's Balachso, he's Filisloyne, Tachas Tzel, Sukkah Shloymoy, and that's the idea of sukkahs. That sukkahs, you look around you, and you recognize that there's a lot of things that you're scared of, things in your life that are maybe not going perfectly, and you need to run somewhere for a little bit of safety, and you run into the sukkah, and you sit underneath the schach, and you're under the protection of HaKadosh Baruch, and it's a mayor de gazach, and that's the stage for Shiva's Yomim, and that's the sale of the Nusa that the Zayar Kaddish talks about, and all the pnimius of sukkahs. But said, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yomim, Samiga, then comes Shmini Atzeres. Shmini Atzeres is a whole different madrega. Shmini Atzeres, he said, is a bechina of la'asad lavoy. He says, "La'asad lava yahafich el ha'amim sofa beruro likroy kulam b'shem Hashem v'hu levada yiel melech al kol aretz u'malchusay ba'kol mashala." He said, "La'asad lava, all there's going to be is klal yisrael and kuchu berichu. It's going to be u'mal aretz deya. There won't be mazikim. There won't be makatrigim. There won't be a shibud galus. There's going to be nothing to run away from." So said Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yom and Samik, V'loi yeh b'shum makoim, V'loi satan, V'loi maznik, V'loi pegara, Ki b'yoi mahu yeh Hashem echad u'shmo yechad, V'loi chen tzorich ha'odam b'shmini chagat zeretz, Lotzeis me'a sukkah. A person has to run away from the sukkah. V'shemoi l'kaddish ba, V'amikaddish b'sukkah, Because if someone makes kiddush in the sukkah, And then the Michas Aluza says, What about the minik to make kiddush in the sukkah? On Shmini Atzeres by day, So he addresses that. But he says, When a person is in a sukkah nira, it looks a little bit like 
He doesn't believe that there's ever going to be a time where Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to be Echad Echad. Where he believes that he is always going to have to be running away. You're always going to be hunted. You're always going to be chased. And therefore, you're always going to need the protection of Hashem, of the Tzil of Nusa. And he says, Chaz V'Shalom for a person to think that way. So therefore, what a Yid needs to do on Shmini Atzeres is he has to leave the Sukkah. Because Shmini Atzeres in the Pneumius of the day is a Bechin of Me'ein Olam Habo. It's a Bechin of Me'ein La'asad Lavoi. And La'asad Lavoi, there'll be no Satan, there's going to be no Mazik, there's going to be no Pegara, and therefore you're not going to have to need the protection of the Sukkah. You're not going to need the Tzila, the Mehem Nusa. So the Mechsaluza said that that's what the Mikroi Kodesh said is the Pneumius of Sukkahs and the Pneumius of Shmini Atzeres. And that's why in Sukkahs it's a Bechin of we're running away from the Mazika and the Makadrikin and the Shibud Galis. And we're hiding and we're shielding and we're protecting ourselves in the Tzila of Nusa. But Shmini Atzeres is a different Avoida. Shmini Atzeres is an Avoida where we leave the Sukkah. The reason we leave the Sukkah is to show that there's going to be a time where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be Echad Ushmayechad, where there's going to be no one chasing us, there's going to be utmost clarity, Umalar Etzdeya, even Umas Ha'olam are going to come around, and we're not going to have to sit in a Sukkah anymore. And he says, someone that doesn't leave the Sukkah on Shmini Atzeres is Nirikim Mezalzal B'davazah. So said the Minchas Aluza, he says, not only do I think that Alpin Nigla, we have a Teretz, we have a Yishuv, we have a Yishuv for the Minig of the Chasidim and the Anshei Ma'isa. But he says, if you understand the Pneumius of Shmini Atzeres, and specifically the way it's brought down in this, Heil Yosef from the Kroi Kodesh from Rabbi Yosef, Ben Rabbi Yomim Samiga, he says, you can appreciate why it's so important and it's so critical for a person to, to leave the Sukkah. Now the truth is, this is a halachic discussion of Yisuvi Yasfinam Bruchi Lohim so, Vikint Kabbalah, right? You let it be Kabbalah into a Nigla discussion. So, this is a whole other conversation. But just one line in the Mishnah Brura. The Mishnah Brura. The Chafetz Chaim. And this is in Hilchis Tfilin. It's in Simen Chafei. It's in Cotton Membez. Kosovak Knesses Akdoyla Beklali Apoiskin. Kol Dove Shabali Akabolov Azor Chokin Mamagamor of Apoiskin. Halechacha Agamor. Of course, if the Gemara and the Poiskin go connected as well, you have to go with the Gemara and the Poiskin. Miu. In Bali Kabbalah Machmirin. If there's no mention of anything in the Gemara in the Poiskim, you can't force someone to go like the Kabbalah. But there's the punchline. He says, if you have a suffix based on the Poiskim, what exactly you should do? So this is a little bit of, of such a, a move, and that is that Avadim Yikra Din Yitmesav Yasvina Bruchaloy Mevachina. I mean, Dina the Gemara, that's the way it is. But there was some old minik dating back to the Rishonim where they were Yidin that used to leave the Sukkah on Shmini Atzeres, and to be feared, the Torah and the Magan Avram and the Taz, they were all Moicha. And the Vilnagayim used to sit in the Sukkah and even slept in the Sukkah, and the Vilnagayim held that it was more Chama to sit in the Sukkah on Shmini Atzeres than it is even on Sukkahs because. But at the same time, there was a meaning amongst a lot, a lot of big tzaddikim that they used to dafka leave the sukkah on Shmini Atzeretz. The teretz, 
How is it possible? How could you go to Kenegad Gemara? How could you go to Kenegad Shulchan Aruch? It's the Karban Asano, maybe the most famous Karban Asano of all time, at the end of Masech the Sukkah. It's because maybe the Gemara is Mesa Yasvinon, and Bruch Vachino was really based on the climate and the place that the Yidin and Baba live. But today we live in a completely different world. And as a result, maybe sitting in a Sukkah today is like taking a Lulav. And just like everyone understands, you're not allowed to take a Lulav. Toysus already said you can't take a Lulav. Because if you were allowed to take a Lulav, you would take a Lulav. You'd be obligated to take a Lulav. Clearly you're not allowed to. So maybe sitting in a Sukkah is not okay as well. So it's a little bit confusing. What are you supposed to do? Sometimes you can be machria with Kabbalah. And the Mechzaluza said that based on this, this big Mechobol, going back to the times of the Rishonim, he said that if you understand the Pneumius of what a Sukkah is, and you understand the Pneumius of what Shemini Atzeris is, you'd understand that there's no place for a sukkah on Shmini Atzeres. Not just that, sitting in a sukkah on Shmini Atzeres is counterproductive. It almost goes against the essence of what Shmini Atzeres represents. The sukkah is, I need protection. Shmini Atzeres is, Hashem Echad Ushma Yecha. There's nothing to be protected from. And if that's the case, he says, to the contrary, there's a mitzvah to be tzemi diras aroi and to enter your diras kva. Just a little bit of an overview of this Indian of Yeshiva Sukkah on